Everyone wants to know, will the economy boom or bust in 2024? Join us as we explore a range of expert predictions from the shifting trends in housing prices to the looming question of a potential recession or stock market crash. We'll cover both optimistic and pessimistic perspectives, and we're going to provide some insights to equip you with the knowledge you need for the year ahead. It's easy to get lost on the way to retirement. Things like taxes, improper planning, and excessive market risk can all lead you astray from your goal of a successful and happy retirement. That's where Liz Whittaberry comes in. She's a holistic financial advisor and the founder of Best Path Advisors, and she can help guide you to a better financial path. This is Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry and myself to talk about the economy boom or bust in 2024. Uh, Liz, once again, here with me to chat about these things and get her opinions and insights on stuff. And of course, if you have questions and you need some help and you're not already working with her, make sure you always check with a qualified professional like Liz before you take any action. And you can reach out to her at bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. Of course, she's the founder and financial advisor. Liz, how you doing? I am great. How are you? Doing good. I guess uh, our first podcast of the new year. So uh, in a in a belated way, welcome to 2024. Thank you. You too. You too. And so we're going to have a good topic today. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody's wondering, right? I mean, there's been uh, right before the year ended, we had the uh, the feds coming out saying that they were going to probably do some interest rate cuts uh, throughout the year, possibly uh, several of them. So, you know, I think that's got some questions rolling around in people's brain. What's going to happen in this year? Of course, an election year always uh, stirs things up, right? So, uh, but let's talk a little bit about some of these things. Will the economy boom or bust? We got a couple of places we want to focus on, as you mentioned in the teaser, housing prices, stock market, and of course, the conversation about a recession possibility as well. So let's just dive in and get started. We'll start with the housing prices. Uh, They've been great for a while, right? I mean, even, even when the interest rates went up here the last couple of years, I think people were expecting the housing prices to cool, and, and they did a little bit, but you know maybe not as much as people were expecting. So I got a couple of uh, I got the optimistic side and the pessimistic side, and I wanted to get your take from it. So what we'll do too is we'll reference these articles in the show notes if people want to check them out where we have some of this information from, like Lawrence Yoon, who is the chief economist at the National Association of Realtors (NAR). Uh, believes that a housing crash is out of the picture now. And they, I know we were kind of thinking that that might happen in 24 as the year was winding down last year. So what's your thoughts? Yeah, and he did say that there's nearly zero forced distress sales and homeowners are in fine shape with their high housing wealth, their low monthly mortgage payments that have been locked in. Uh, but one thing that was interesting mm-hmm. is the Moody's analytics economist said mm-hmm that he's expecting home prices to bottom out in the second half of 2025. So no crash, but they're not necessarily at the low, according to that economist. Gotcha. um, Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And so that's kind of a little bit, I guess, of the the optimistic view, right? Uh, That we may not see that for 2024, but we could see some interest, could see some some falling in 25. Uh, The pessimistic pessimistic side, say that three times fast, uh, predictions for (laughs) housing appreciation uh, are published from some of the eight largest real estate companies. And uh, even the more pessimistic forecasts like Redfin's 1% decline or Realtors.com's 1.7% dip indicate more of a flat than a market crash. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing on this article was that the guy looked back at the year before and how close they came or didn't come. And with anything, they weren't that correct the year before. So that's that's always something to keep in mind. I actually follow Jonathan Miller housing notes. Mm. And Jonathan Miller has done housing reports for 27 years. He's often, if you look at some of the graphs and things that are published, he's often published or or he's referenced, his research is referenced. And he's saying that we won't have a crash in 2024, that he thinks the housing recession ended in 2023, and that the fact that mortgage rates are beginning to come down a little bit is Mm going to help bring more property to market. We have to reduce that spread between what you could get a new mortgage at and what your existing mortgage is at before some people will want to come to market. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I guess and, there's not a lot of inventory. What I hear from some realtors, right. right. People are, people aren't willing to sell right now because to get something else, they felt like it was going to cost them too much. And it is, you know, so they're, they're waiting, I suppose. Right. 80% of people, he said, have a mortgage rate below 5%. Mm. So they don't exactly. want to increase that, <laughs> that rate a, that much. Who wants They're a seven wait. or an eight, right? <laughs> yeah. If you get less than And five. so demand, um, because demand is high and the supply is low, as that new inventory comes, it's going to get bought up fast. It's going to keep prices stable or rising. And so that's going to keep it from crashing this year. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and so good. I mean, so I think it sounds like those the consensus, even on the pessimistic view, is that housing prices in the housing uh, industry is probably not going to, you know, do much more than maybe go flat this year. Uh, that's kind right. of the pessimistic side. The optimistic side is that it'll be just fine. Uh, so let's talk about the chance of a recession. That's the big one, right? That's the one that most people are always worried about. Again, especially with an election year and things of that nature, there's just so many volatile things happening. 2024 is going to be an interesting ride. The optimistic and the pessimistic side are kind of together, really, from the North Carolina State economics professor, Mike Walden, who put who wrote down, I think there will be two different economies during the year. He's kind of predicting a split to where maybe the first half is going to be challenging uh, with mild recession and then the second half being the opposite. That's kind of interesting. What do you think? I thought that was interesting, too. And one of the things that he pointed out is that we've had a lot that brought us to this point. We've had all the years of zero interest, and then the quantitative easing, that led to inflation, and then the significant rate hikes to fight inflation. Mm-hmm. I just saw last week Bloomberg reported that there was a managing director with the International Monetary Fund who said the U.S. economy is definitely on track for a soft landing as a result of the decisive action of the Fed. So that was an interesting you know, little feedback from the International Monetary Fund. You know, with as many rate hikes as we've seen, right. Mark, I mm-hmm. think it's hard to completely avoid recession. And it takes some time for those higher rates to work through the system. So whether we do or don't have recession or it ends up being a soft landing or we get a bumpy landing, that's maybe kind of, uh, you know, more more appropriate description this time around, a bumpy landing. It's going to depend on how restrictive they keep that monetary policy and for how long? And so they know this. When when you yeah. hear something like a soft landing, what what does what does that kind of mean? Like in in layman's terms, uh, for folks, like if the economy is going to have a soft landing. What what could we expect, or what what should we kind of see in in our kind of prospects of of, of world? We don't end up with really a recession. We end up with a slowdown, but but it doesn't go into an official recession. Okay, and that has really only happened maybe once 
in all of the times that they've had to raise rates, it is hard for them to know when to stop raising rates mm-hmm. or when to reduce the rates and and begin to ease. That's that's a really hard thing. Gotcha. And in December, Powell said they don't want to leave rates too high for too long. Right, right. But their latest minutes are projecting that they're going to ease by the end of the year. Now, the, when he said that in December, the market thought, oh, they're going to start cutting rates early next year. Well, yeah, no, they're I, not. I, yeah, I saw something that said yeah. they thought even by March 30th, we might even see the or the, the end of March, we might see the first one. So it sounds like the maybe the market got a little excited about that. They got a little ahead of themselves in those predictions. Um, the Fed does know they, they're going to have to bring rates down, but uh, they don't want to do it too soon because if inflation ramps back up, right. it yeah. could be harder for them to fight it uh, again. And one thing that's interesting, we, we know that GDP is is four different components. We have consumers, the business spending, governments, and exports. Well, the consumer last year, we thought we were going to have a recession last year, but last year the consumer was a lot stronger than expected because they actually had higher excess household savings than we thought at the beginning of 2023. But those excess household savings are projected to run out sometime this year. So if consumers have less to spend, they're going to be less of a contributor to the whole GDP formula, then we've got to have another area that takes up the slack. And that could be our business investment because businesses haven't invested at that the normal level for a while with the pandemic and everything going on. But that's only going to happen if monetary policy is not too restrictive. So it all comes back again to the Fed. Mm, good information, yeah. man. Good conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I want to say recessions are normal. It's a right. part of the economic cycle, just like fall, winter, summer, spring. And that's hard so for people to grasp, happens, right? That's hard for people yeah. to understand. They think, oh, no, recession, they immediately hear that and they just panic. It gives us a chance to kind of clean out and refresh and start back up again. And so if we get a slowdown, that's going to mean the Fed can back off the higher rates and then we'll have a boost of growth going forward. Gotcha. Gotcha. Really cool. So I like the way you put that too, that it's part of the economic cycle, just like, you know, spring, summer, winter, fall. So, and it is hard for us to understand a lot of times when we're not in this world, right? We're just thinking, hey, I just don't want to see my money lose value. Right. You know, and right. I don't want to lose money. And of course, that's, you know, that's easier said than done. We, but. we never want to slow down. We always want progress 100% of the time. And right. that's just not the way. It's not possible. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, again, folks, if you got some questions about this week's content, really good stuff here, make sure you're reaching out to Liz and having a conversation with her uh, or your financial advisor before you take any action with anything. And of course, if you do need help, find her online at Best Path Advisors. Dot com. All right, before we wrap this one up, let's do the stock market. So we covered the housing prices. We covered the chance of recession. So let's talk about the stock market in 2024. Uh, the optimistic yeah. side. Uh, investment firm CEO Jay Hatfield says things are looking good for stocks in 2024. His comments from a recent uh, CNBC article point out the uh, economic data validates the theory that 2024 will be the year of rate cuts. To your point earlier, they got a little excited about that. Uh, and that's usually a bullish thing for stocks. Yeah. And it's interesting. He says, we're as bulled up as we're ever going to be. Which is, <laughs> what does that mean? But that sounds like, a, <laughs> it sounds like a sales pitch too, right? It sounds a little bit a little like, bit. hey, you know, everything's looking good. Go ahead and invest kind of thing, yes. which I get. You know, they're an, they're an investment firm. Right. That's true. That's true. So, oh. you know, but to your point, it sounds like they did get a little overexcited about uh, the Fed's comments back in, you know, a couple weeks ago in December. So the pessimistic side, and I'll get your take, I guess, on both of this or on the stock market in yes. general, is Mr. Harry Dent, who is uh, usually pretty dour 
about things. Said we're in store for some a crash of epic proportions. I think 2024 is going to be the biggest single crash we'll see in our lifetime. Uh, this is a pretty stark comment. Now, of course, this gentleman also predicted a stock market crash, and it took about 15 years for it to happen. And then when it happened, he said, see, I was right. So, you know, grain of salt, maybe. Grain of salt, yeah. Because he does always have that that message as his as his prediction. It just catches the headlines when we're in a year like this oh, year. What, yeah, a year like 24, the single biggest crash ever. Of course he's going to get airtime, right? Yeah, and, and it gets people probably subscribed to his newsletter, which is one of the things that he does want. You know, but really this seems a bit like the game of guessing how many gumballs are in the big jar. <laughs> I love that. That's a great, that's a uh, fun game. Yeah, think about it. The Wall Street experts are predicting that the S&P 500 is going to end 2024 between 3,300 and 5,400, if we don't count in Mr. Dent, and I'm not. Mm -hmm. But the rest of these experts are saying between 3,300 and 5,400, that's a range of 2,100. That's a big range. Yeah, that's a big range. We're going to be up. Some say we'll be down. In 2022, they predicted that it would end between 4,400 and 5,300, and it was actually at 3,839. So anywhere from 15 to 38% below yeah. their estimates. So you said between 2,400 and 5,400 was what they were calling for for 24? Is where for it would 2022. end? 2022. Oh, 2022. 2020. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because currently at the time we're taping this, we're at 47, yeah. right? 4,700. Oh, yeah. 3,300 and 5,400 for this year. For this year. Yeah. Okay. We're currently yes. at 47. So that's a pretty good, yes. that's a good range to say, well, it's either going to fall or it's going to do better, <laughs> which is what the yeah, stock market last does, year, right? Last year, they thought it would end between 3,675 and 4,500, and we ended at this 4,769. So we were 6 to 29% above. So in 2022, we were below the estimates. In 2023, we were above the estimates. None of them were right. Right. Isn't that what the stock yeah. market does, though, Liz? Like it, yes. it goes up and it goes down. <laughs> yeah. The majority of experts think we're going to be up, and the market currently has good momentum. It tends to go up three out of four years. This is an election year. And 85% of the time, the market is up in an election year. Mm, okay. The first half is usually bumpy, and then the second half has the better growth. Which kind of leads back to that gentleman's yes. conversation about the uh, the year having two economies, right? The right. first half right. being a little rough, second half being better. And my market indicators are up. Four out of four are currently up. So if I'm looking at it today, I'm saying, yeah, there's a good chance we're going to be up at year end. But it could be bumpy. Mm. January tends to set the tone for the year. And we've started out rough, and so we could have a challenging year with a lot of things that we're working through, so it could be a bumpy year. And so in this environment, I say it still makes sense to invest in higher quality, uh, keep those large cap over small cap, growth over value, overweight the U.S. over international, and stay in the higher quality area just to navigate the potential bumpy year. But mm. You need to stay invested. You know, it's impossible to predict with certainty what the market's going to do over the next 12 months, much less the next 12 hours. Right. That's yeah. A great so point. it's important to invest for your time horizon. Then that means something completely different if you're 30 or if you're 60. And so since I work with uh, retirees, like we've talked about, I like bucket planning where the short money is stable and the long money, long term money can be invested with defined risk to achieve those long-term goals and have the right level of growth and volatility. And if somebody's thinking of retiring within the next five years, it's time to start thinking about that long-term retirement investment plan. 
Yeah. Have a bucket plan, follow consistent, disciplined investing process, and stick to that because when it comes down to it, a reliable process can provide a more tangible sense of security than predictions. Because even if you don't know what will happen, you can trust that your investment process has a plan for how you're going to respond. Great points. I mean, and that's the key, right? I mean, economies are going to do what they're going to do, and we need to be able to, you know, have a strategy, have a plan, and be able to retire or whatever the situation is going to be in whatever economy might be happening because we don't have any real control over that. So that's where that planning comes into play. So you've got to get yourself a strategy and a plan put together and work with someone who can help you navigate that. And that's really what, the, you know, best path, right? It's right there in the title. That's what retiring on your best path is all about. So get yourself on right. the calendar if you need some help, right? Just reach out to you. And don't forget, you can subscribe to us, follow us uh, on Apple, Google, Spotify. Just type in Retire on Your Best Path in the search box. Or again, find all the information that you need at Liz's website, bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. Liz, that's fun conversation. Good stuff. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it too. Yeah, I always enjoy talking with you and learning something new. And like I said, we'll, we'll link some of these articles into the uh, show note details for folks if they'd like to check those out for themselves. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to us and we'll see you next time right here on Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whitteberry. The preceding program is sponsored by Best Path Advisors, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Best Path Advisors, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by Liz Whitberry should not be construed as specific tax, legal, or investment advice, nor as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Neither J.W. Cole Financial nor its representatives provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W. Cole. Investing is subject to risks, including the loss of principal. Due to volatility within the markets mentioned, opinions are subject to change without notice. Information is based on sources believed to be reliable. However, their accuracy or completeness cannot be guaranteed.